welcome to the FPC Blanchard Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in today. We also thank you for any comments, likes, suggestions that you may leave on this site. Also, feel free to share this with any of your friends or church members so that they can keep up with our events too. Here we go. All right, welcome back. Uh, Joe Prater here with Brother Andrew. Uh, We're in session two of the three circles, uh, tuned to the last week. Uh, if you want to get some more information and kind of the the precursor to this and and the overview of it, where it came from and the design and then what it's used for. Also, there is an app available, send, send I'm sorry, sendnetwork.com slash the number three and then circles. And then you can look on the uh, app store or on Google Play, Life on Mission, North American Mission Board, search for that. And it should say Life, Three Circles, Converse, Life's Conversation Guide. Um, so, uh, once a, you can always find it, fbcblanchard.com on the podcast page under media, we'll try to have a PDF file there that you can download. It'll be the full thing. And then we'll just keep referring back to that. So if you want to print that off, or if you want to come by the church office, we can give you a copy of it. You can kind of follow along with the content the best that we can or best you can. And then also those tracks will be there to assist you. I'm assuming, uh, whenever we get going forward in this. So, Session two, Brother Andrew, you doing good? Yes, doing great. Thanks, Joe, and thanks good. again for hosting us and for yeah. allowing this content to be able to get out for our folks. Hey, let me go ahead and, and just acknowledge, too, you, it was a good thing you said a moment ago, if if you'd like to just come by the church and pick up, like, a copy of the little square track that, that I'm going to be referencing several times, or if you'd like a copy of the outline where you don't have to print it out yourself or just look at it on your little right. phone screen... Uh, we still have about 20 clipboards that we didn't use from this, this past uh, Sunday night when we taught it. We still have about 20 clipboards that actually have the outline still there. So all we'd have to do is pop off that outline and the track off that clipboard and just hand it to you, and you'd be able to take it and have it available to you. Um, and I will go ahead and tell you, um, when I go through this, we, we've tweaked the information from the Three Circles presentation and program from a six-week study down to just kind of a little training and overview kind of night. So one of the things that I've also done is given the answers to those blanks on the last page of that outline. So if you come and you get that outline and it's just blank, if you'll look to the last page, you'll be able to get the answers. Now, it won't be as meaningful to you. You won't understand everything quite like you would, but it'll give you the picture and the overview of of what Three Circles is. Again, I just want to remind all of our listeners that Three Circles is not something that I've created. It's not something that we've created at First Baptist Church Blanchard. This is something that came as a product from Pastor Jimmy Scroggins out of Florida when he moved from Kentucky to Florida and just saw the lostness of people and just the fact that people were struggling with areas of brokenness in their own lives. And um, and he wrote this, and then North American Mission Board, or NAM, picked it up years later and began presenting it more in the track form and and as an app, and there's just all kinds of ways. You can Google um, Life on Mission, or you can Google Three Circles Life Conversation Guide and find all of this. You'll find a lot of other churches that are using it, that sponsoring different things using this material. I'll tell you, Joe, the other night, after the presentation, I had someone stop me the next day or so and just catch me and say, I remember what you said. I remember those three words, God's design, brokenness, and gospel. And it was so easy and it's just, it's, it's just so easy for me to wrap my mind around that. And I said, well, I'm glad. And they said, you know, a lot of times we're scared about witnessing. And, you know, I started thinking about that. A lot of times we do, we kind of get afraid. Like, how am I going to tell my story? 
So one of the things that I talked about a lot the other night in the opening of our Sunday night is that we all have our Jesus story. If you've been saved, if you're a born-again believer, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, whether a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of decades, then, then you have a Jesus story. And nobody can ever take that Jesus story from you. Like, for instance, I won't get into detail in mine, but I accepted Christ when I was eight years old. Um, with my dad, actually. My dad was the one that was with me when I prayed to receive Christ, and that's where my Jesus story started. Where my, well, my personal Jesus, where my profession of faith, my personal Jesus story. But, you know, we, we, a lot of folks have their own story, but they don't know how to tell it. They don't know how to explain it. And, you know, the gospel is one of those things that's really not hard to explain, but it's hard to wrap our minds around. You know, it's like trying to explain the taste of something that you've never tasted and you're not sure whether you like it or you don't like it and you're not sure what it compares to anything else. Well, the gospel can't compare to anything else. It's so unique and so alive and so vibrant. It's just sometimes hard to explain. And then as we do walk through the areas of joy in our lives but also brokenness in our lives, it's hard for us, even as Christians, even Christians for decades, to wrestle with what is God doing in our own hearts and minds. But what I'd like to do for our session today is just take a few minutes and I'd like to share a scripture with you and talk about reconciliation and what does it mean to be reconciled to Christ. But I want us to also think about our own lives. If we have been reconciled to Christ, if we have been born again, we've been saved, we've been made new in Christ, then shouldn't we want to share that? And, and I'll explain a little bit about that as we go along, but that's kind of where I want to dive in today. And I really just want to kind of not get brutally honest, but I just really want to challenge us if and challenge you, if you're listening and you've been saved for any length of time, think about when was the last time you shared your Jesus story? Have you shared your Jesus story? But also, has anybody ever shown you or taught you or guided you in how to share your Jesus story? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Now think about that. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. That word ambassador makes me think kind of kind of high. You know, I think people get paid a lot to do that. They have a lot of prestige. They have a lot of recognition. You know, maybe they travel from country to country representing, you know, the United States or whatever. But that word ambassador just carries a lot of weight just in my own understanding. Probably carried a lot of weight in my understanding when I was six, seven years old maybe and heard it. But, but that word, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. And then Paul goes on to write, We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God for our sake. He made us to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So it's God who reconciles us to himself. It's God who woos us and draws us to himself. But unfortunately, a lot of times people get saved and they have this wonderful experience with Christ, but then they don't know what to do with it. Or they'll realize years later they've been just sitting on it. They've never actually shared their story with anybody. It's so unfortunate the times that I hear adults who are in their 40s or 50s and have been saved for 10, 12, 15, 20 years, and they say, you know what, I, I never have shared my story with anybody. I don't know how. So I want to just ask three kind of probing questions as we dive into this for, for just a moment and, and kind of look at this, the hurdles that we have to overcome. So, so number one, how much do you desire to tell others the good news about God making a way for us to be right with him through the work of his son, Jesus? Now, I'm going to ask you that again because I know it's kind of a long, kind of run-on question. But how much do you desire to tell others the good news about God and it, that God made a way for us to be reconciled together through him? In the last session, I talked about that God um, 
brings us to himself, that he woos us, that he draws us. But I also talked about the word rescue. He rescues us. You know, Tracy and I had an opportunity several years back where we were leading a camp, and there was a girl from Russia who had come to attend the camp with the church group, and she could speak a little bit of broken English, and she had been in the States for just, just a season of time. She was kind of a junior high or high school kind of, kind of child, um, and she was really having a hard time understanding what it meant to be saved or born again, and those kind of become churchy words for us, if mm-hmm. you will. But Tracy began to share with her, and she just kept shaking her head like, I don't understand, I don't understand. And Tracy told her several different stories and shared several things with her. But Tracy began to use the word rescue. And immediately, this young girl from Russia understood what Jesus wanted to do for her, that Jesus wanted to rescue her. And when we've experienced Jesus rescuing us, how can we not share that with someone else? I think the problem that we run into is we don't know how. Nobody's really shown us how or taught us how. So if I were to ask you, how much is your burning desire to share Jesus? Some people might say, well, mine's not low at a one, or mine's not low at a two or three or four. Mine's an eight or seven or an eight, but the reason it's not a 10 is simply because I don't know how. So presenting three circles is a way for us to teach people how. And then the second question that I would ask of our listeners today is, how confident are you in your ability to communicate the gospel? Because you may say, well, I'm not confident at all. You may say, my desire is a seven or eight, even a 10, but my confidence level is a one or a two or a three. So what what do we do about that? Well, that's why we take opportunities to share faith, the program faith. That's why we take the opportunities to share the Roman road. That's why we take the opportunity to share with people trainings and opportunities to learn how to share the gospel. It's not that there's something hidden in the gospel that has to be like brought out. It's not so that we can try to make a sales pitch or talk somebody into something that they don't understand. Um, trust me, you know, I, um, I just was out recently just looking at some cars and car salesmen, they have techniques, they have things that they want to try to do. But that's not what the gospel is about. It's not a sales pressure technique. It's not a, it's not a, any kind of like strategy that we're using. It's just the truth of God's word and what he's done in our life, how he's reconciled us to himself. And then we just want to be able to share that. But again, unfortunately, some people don't know how. So then the third question that I would ask is, how often do you actually share the gospel? Now, let me just let people think about that for just a moment. How often do you actually share the gospel? Now, don't answer that out loud, but just think about that. And think about what are some of the reasons why maybe you don't. Maybe someone's never taught you, or maybe you feel like you're going to be rejected. Or maybe you remember a time that you tried to share the gospel and you felt like you were just throwing up all over the place because you didn't know what words to say. Well, that's one of the beauties of the program of the three circles that Jimmy Scroggin and his team put together is it's so simple to explain. And then again, I want to just reiterate that nobody can take your Jesus story from you. And your Jesus story is one of the greatest testimonies that you actually have to share the gospel. So I want to talk about something that we talk about in the three circles. And really, it's this idea of transitioning to the gospel, that in any conversation we're having, we can transition to the gospel. Because a lot of folks are experiencing circumstances, situations, issues in their lives where they're broken and need to be restored, where they're broken and need to be rescued, where they're broken and need to be healed. So we need a plan in our conversation to transition to the gospel. Another thing I think is important is before you start sharing the gospel with someone is ask permission. You know, ask them if you can share something with them. You know, people like for people to, um, to say, hey, do you mind if I? 
So I encourage people to ask permission to share that. Not that there's anything wrong with what you're sharing, but make sure it's a good time for them and, and ask permission to share that gospel. And then also just remember that a lot of the situations that we're up against in life, if, if we'll just share our story and just share what God is working in our own lives, it's God's responsibility to make the transformation take place. I can't save anyone. Joe, I could share the gospel with you for the rest of the day. I could spend all the rest of this afternoon just telling you what I know about the scriptures and sharing the gospel, but God would have to be the one to save you. God would have to be the one to change your heart. So when I talk about transitioning to the gospel in my conversation, it's basically just me having the heart to know that I love Jesus and asking you, do you love him also? And if you don't, have you ever been introduced? So it, it's up to the listener to, cre- to create the relevancy of what's going on, not exactly. necessarily me trying to, if I'm trying to share with you, it's not it's not my job to, to make it relevant in your life as far as particular situations or anything other than, hey, this is what's happened to me. This is what God has done for me. This is potentially what he could do if that's within the realm of, of of what we're talking about or what God has in store for your life. And then coming up with that understanding, hey, this is this is God's intent for your life. Right, exactly. You know, um, let me close out by just sh- sharing this. You know, we had a we had a concert this past Saturday night here at our church, and, you know, it was kind of quick. It, it kind of happened kind of quick. Um, um, the guy who came to, to do the concert was just kind of passing through, and we, we were aware of that, and, and we're able to just kind of get him on short notice. And it was during the holidays, and we didn't have a lot of time to really publicize, advertise, maybe the way we would have liked to have, to have more people present to get to experience that. So if you, if you heard about it after the fact, I'm really sorry about that. But, um, but anyway, we had this great concert, but one of the things that the artist who came to sing and to lead in that concert and lead us in worship. And he's written a lot of the songs that he sang himself and, and just kind of shares his story. Well, a lot of his songs are, are their stories. And one of the songs that he sang was a story about his life. It's about his own reconciliation from death to life, from being lost to experiencing the gospel. And as he began to share his story, you could tell there were people there that, that it was their story too. There were some people in the audience that were um, that were there participating in the service that night who were singing the hymns of praise with him, who were following along, who were raising their hands, who were excited about what he was presenting in, in song and in music. But then when he sat down on the stool and he just took a few minutes and he told his story, he told about his brokenness, and then he talked about his salvation and his life in Christ. There were people across the room who were resonating with that story because it's similar to their story. Now, it wasn't my story. It's different than my story. But as he told that story, I recognized it immediately as being his story. But it also being not only his story, but being his, H-I-S, Christ story in him. And you know, one of the beautiful things about um, just seeing him share that the other night is it's easy for us to then connect the dots. It's easy for us to recognize that he was lost and then he was saved because God brought him to that. So as I, as I think about transitioning to the gospel, as I think about sharing the three circles, and I think about any kind of conversation that I could have, you know, we could talk about the Saints, we could talk about LSU, we could talk about the fact that, that they're not in the playoffs as much this year as maybe they have been in the past, they're not the champions of the world this year, you know, whatever. But we get caught up talking about a lot of different things, but a lot of times what people are waiting for is for us to find out where they are in their lives. They're, for us to find out where they are on this life map, if you will, on this life mission. Because a lot of folks are out there just waiting for somebody to ask them, hey, how are you doing? Where are you? How can I help you? 
And a lot of times when they ask that of Christian people, they're not asking for a just casual kind of response. What they're asking for is, what do you know about this Savior that you live for so much? Right. So the more that we can have these tools in our tool belt to be able to share that our Jesus story, to share the gospel story, the good news, the, the more impact we'll have. But the, the transition to the gospel is our responsibility. But the transformation to a new life in Christ, it's always God's job. Well, and that's, that's what I take out of it is the commonality of, or the, the equalness between my story and your story and their story and everyone's story. There's a couple things. Uh, of course, the first circle you've already talked about is is God's perfect world. We were all thought of in that perfect world, but the most common thing is we all experience our own brokenness. Mm, my brokenness yes. is not your brokenness. That's right. However, how my brokenness was changed could help someone else's. That's right. And then, of course, He wants to have that that uh, He wants to have that conversation, that relationship with all of us. So we all experience these. It's just a matter of. What is your brokenness? What is what is your walk? And I think that's kind of what you're getting to. And, right. I, and I look forward to that in the the future sessions. And as we move forward, just I, I won't. I personally would like everyone to understand. You know, right. we're, we're we're the same. We are the same. And and how what God's done for me in my life, I I didn't have this big, huge, miraculous heavens opened up transformation. But that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's that's what right. matters is the fact that. I was delivered from a brokenness. That's right, and and moved into a, as one of his children, and and so that's the biggest thing that I, I want uh, everyone moving forward. And I think you've kind of reiterated Absolutely. that again today. Let me share this. I I, uh, I would have never thought of this until you just said it. But let me share this before we close. Several years ago, we were doing faith, what's called faith evangelism, mm-hmm. and it's it and it basically begins with that forgiveness is available, but it's not automatic that we. Um, it's impossible without Christ, and we have to turn to Him. And then when we do, we experience heaven. And it's a real cool acrostic, just the word F-A-I-T-H. You can even do it on your fingers. And it's really neat, but I won't get into that. But we were doing faith, and one of the things of faith is you always try to have two men and a lady or two ladies and a man, so you have a, a mixed-gender team to go out so that people feel more comfortable when you walk into their homes or stand on their porch, knock on their door or whatever. And we went to see a grandmother that had attended our church. And in the process of making that visit that night, her grandson, who was living with her, came through, and he was kind of being disruptive during our visit. And she, being a sweet grandma, she said, now, would you come and just sit down and listen to these people? They're from the church, and they've taken their time to come and, and visit with us, and I'd really appreciate it if you turn off the TV and just listen. And, and he was very belligerent and just like, well, they don't have anything that they could share with me. They haven't walked in my shoes. They haven't been where I've been and all that. Well, let me back up just a little bit. There was a girl. Who I, didn't, I did not like her. I didn't really know anything about her, but she was got assigned to my team that night, and um, and I just thought, you know what? I don't. I, I want just my team. I want my normal team of people that we always go together because you know we had we, we had built a bond and fellowship, and I just wanted my own team. You know, right. it was just you know I just wanted to go on my own team. But she ended up on my team that night, and I was just like, why? You know? And I'm just being honest. I'm just being fleshly. Okay, I'm just thinking. You know, I don't really want to go. I don't, I don't want to go tonight on this team. Well, we ended up in that house with that grandma and that and that young man. And he began to say, when I was trying to share my story and share the gospel with him, he began to say, you don't understand anything about me. You couldn't possibly know the situation I've been in. He said, I have a five-year-old son that I don't get to see because I just got out of jail. I was incarcerated and all these different things. And I immediately had to say, no, I don't. I've, I've never experienced that. I don't. And all of a sudden, the young lady who was on my team, I was just thinking, why is she on my team tonight? 
she got down on the floor on his level and just wept. And she said, don't you tell me I don't understand. I've been in the exact same place. And I didn't even know that about her. I had no idea that she had had a child and had had lost parental rights and responsibilities for that child and that she had walked through incarceration in her own life. And I just had to sit back and weep, not because of what was going on in the room, but because of literally my own sin and my own selfishness and just recognizing that God had put her there because God knew way better than I did who we were going to encounter that night. And like you said, my story didn't resonate with his story. And my story proved to not be able to accommodate to grasp his attention or his heart. But when he immediately said, you can't possibly know me or know anything about me, you haven't walked in my shoes, God put somebody who had walked in similar shoes right there in his path, and he could not deny that God had a plan and a purpose for him. And, and that, I just I think back on that so often, Joe, of how God, a lot of times, he is that concerned about us. He is taking people that have walked through the same brokenness, the same life circumstances that we have, and he will put them in our past, not so that we can go, woe is me together, but we can say, praise be to the Lord for his recovery, for the reconciliation that only comes through Christ. Yeah, it's his perfect design. So, well, good deal. Had a good session too. Uh, went a little longer than the first one, but that's fine. Um, we're going to keep these going and see if we can't mix it up a little bit and, and have some other conversations. Uh, once again, if you have any questions, please contact the office, 929-2346. Um, you can contact Brother Andrew, andrew at fbcblanchard.com. You can also get on our website, fbcblanchard.com, and there's a way to contact everyone there, as well as a link to the media and then under podcast, and we'll try to have this stuff on there in the next couple. Uh, actually, it should have been on there last week. So uh, if you're not getting that, get with us. We'll take care of it. If you want to have further conversation, just swing by. Just come in. Look, there's there's no appointment needed if you need uh, if you need the gospel or if you just need the encouragement. Uh, come visit, and and uh, we usually have coffee on or drinks or something uh, throughout the day. So thanks for joining in, and I uh, hope you have a great week. And thank you for joining us on the First Baptist Church Blanchard podcast today. Uh, please follow us, like us, so you can be notified when the new episodes come out. If you have any comments or suggestions, leave those below. Also, if there's any way we could pray for you, please contact us. Let us know, 318-929-2346. Or also, you can catch us at www.fbcblanchard.com. Go to the contact page. You'll find all the info you need. Thank you again. We're praying for you. You have a blessed day.